Our next guest made the journey from the NFL into real estate. He's started multiple real estate companies, sold one of them, now is on track to do over a billion dollars at the brokerage he owns. Welcome to the show, Bo Blankenship. Welcome to the show today, Bo. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to, to have you on uh, another Floridian. I know you're you're in the 30A area, Panhandle of Florida. Amazing yep. beaches up there. I'm, I'm down on the southeast coast, actually. Gotcha. Right now, gotcha. So. Yeah. Uh, tell folks uh, how, how you ended up on uh, 30A and, and what led to that moment in time and, and, you know, being involved, I know you do real estate development sales, you own a brokerage. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, what, what led to all that? Um, growing up, uh, this is the wealthiest people I, you know, were in contact with were in real estate. And so it always intrigued me, even from a young age, kind of figuring out what, what it was. The business always was interesting to me, seeing people develop homes and, and that side was always interesting to me. And so I just kind of like learned about it as I was growing up. You don't learn anything about any of that in college. Um, went to college, played sports, um, had a short stint uh, with the professional team, got cut. Um, then after that, I just transitioned, just took all of that energy and transitioned it to um, what I'm doing now. And so kind of started off, uh, got my license. I started a property management company. We built and sold that, you know, two years later, we sold it. Um, I was still selling and then I opened a brokerage year um, three and then we've been building a brokerage since then. I've been building my sales team since then and, and developing at the same time. Did you always or grew up uh, in the 30 area or moved back there? Or, or from no, from Oklahoma. I'm from Oklahoma. Gotcha. And then we, okay. we went to vacation here every year for like the best like 20 years. And then on, after, after college, I was like, man, we can live anywhere if I'm playing sports i can live anywhere so i got married right out of college uh, we just picked up and moved here you know and so that was where we home base was started here and if i if i read the notes my notes right you were with the jaguars for mm -hmm. for a bit just, just for a bit yep mm -hmm. was that describe that because I, I don't I, you know, I get a lot of real estate agents investors on the show obviously mm -hmm. uh you you might be the the first professional football player, you know, no matter how long it right. lasted, but right. how, how was that, you know, was there a thrill, exhilaration, some dream realized, and then it, it ended up not being too long? Yeah, yeah, so that was, you know, it was a, it's kind of a long story, so it was always, I was like, all my chips were in, in football, like, I, that was it, it was that or nothing. Um, had a really, college had a really good junior year, um, so it was a good year. Uh, probably should have, if you know, probably should have probably jumped that year. Um, yeah. Stayed my senior year, had a little bit of a down year. So then had to, um, you know, so obviously you go down on draft boards, depending on your stats, all that kind of stuff. So I, I wasn't at a massive school. So, um, you know, so that hurts you. And so 
And after that, you know, we were signed to assigned to the team and um, it was an amazing experience, man. It was a dream come true to sign an NFL contract and, um, you know, being in the locker room, it was awesome. You know, no matter how long it was, you know, that's something no one can take from you. And um, it was a great experience and, um, you know, I wish it would have lasted longer, but I'm very thankful for what I'm doing, doing now. Well, I mean, you have to be all in and, and at the top of your game to even get yes. a crack at it. Yes. And uh, the, the, the thing that's pretty cool, I think, about that experience and then now having you on the show as an agent, investor, developer, broker, owner, mm-hmm. is I think it, it shows the opportunity that's out there for people. Yeah. Because in professional sports – you know, like, I feel like everyone dreams about becoming a professional sports player, right? Everyone dreams about, you know, coming up with the next Facebook, right? And and we're talking about like one in a billion chances. I I mean, at least for Facebook, maybe, maybe maybe slightly better on, on the NFL uh, contract. But if you think about it, there's like 7 billion people in the world and a few hundred of them maybe are, have significant, NFL deals. I mean, so from high school, I think it's like one percent end up playing, or less than one percent end up playing Division One football, and then the the less than one percent of Division One football players play in the NFL. It's like it, it's very very small. But like the the difference, and I have no idea what even position you play. But let's just say mm-hmm. like a, a quarterback mm-hmm. that gets cut mm-hmm. uh, from training camp. Yep. Like. The gap between him and Tom Brady, I mean, I I know Tom Brady's maybe probably the best yeah. overall, but but it's it's fairly small. I mean, it makes a huge Very, difference, but it's, but but the, the ability the ability level is not much different. Am I crazy really, about that? No, and that's really interesting you say because no one really brings that up. the The difference between. Um, you know, barely making it. And then the person's getting paid $30 million a year. It's not much. It's not much. Like it is very, very small. You know, we, there's some, we, we would need a powerful magnifying glass to, it's to very, that. it is very, very small. And that's one of the issues or not one of the issues, but you know, one of the things with it's very political, right? So if that coach drafted you and somebody else isn't drafted or play for a previous coach, the, the coach that drafted you, you're going to have, significant um you know uh, um ch- better chances because he put his uh he put everything on the line for you so he doesn't want to look like an idiot so if he doesn't keep you or play you or whatever he looks like an idiot for drafting you when um you know maybe another person's better so it's just really really there's a lot of politics in it there's, there's just a lot of stuff with it but um that's yeah there's not much difference between um you know, every, every level. Yeah. 30, $30 million and broke. Um, if, if we were to do like a blind taste test, you know, like they do with wine mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, do, do like a combine. Yep. There's like not much casual, difference. Casual observer probably wouldn't be able to tell who's getting the $30 million contract. Who's getting cut. No, cause everyone's fast. Everyone's strong. Everyone's, you know, they're really the biggest difference in, you know, between college and, um, pro is just the offensive defensive line the speed on the defensive line and size is just big but the difference between like a linebacker running a four and a 
you know, 40 and a, and a corner run a four, four, like it's, you're going to see it everywhere, you know? Yeah. So. so that's, that's my, I bring this up to just show what opportunity there is in real estate. Cause yeah, you can be pretty, pretty bad in real estate, but, but figure it out and still end up yeah. making hundreds of thousands, even, even millions of dollars, you know, a yeah. year. and everyone probably knows those people that you do deal with. You're like, man, how <laughs> in the world does this person, you know, doing this? Yeah. So, so I, so I, I think, you know, hearing, hearing a, a story of a, a guy like you who came that close, mm -hmm. didn't quite get there due to, due to differences that mm -hmm. the human eye, naked eye, casual observer could not tell right then you go into real estate and absolutely crush it and it, you know it's, it's like an all or nothing extreme all or nothing proposition in sports whereas in mm -hmm. you know winner take all in sports whereas in real estate there's so many different ways to 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 make so money many. in it and you've, you've so done many. like three or four of them there's a, lot of, there's a lot of ways but i think having the mentality all or nothing Will obviously play into your success you know but there's people that just go in there and do a few deals a year and make you know a couple hundred grand you know so but yeah but i think having that all-in mentality is kind of the if you want to be successful you kind of have to have that and did you go right into property management after that or yeah. you did well yeah I, I sat there and i was like man what am i what am i doing with my life like i like and i was hoping another team i got a few calls and all that stuff to get picked up again and i could have gone to the cfl and play and all of a sudden i said man i just don't i don't want to do that you know, and so I figured out what I was doing. So I started a property management company, got my license, you know, and I was scared. How, to how did you uh, decide on that? Or why did you decide on that? Um, in my area, it's really big in my area. A, um, you know, it's, it's mainly what's here, you know, yeah. and it's, and so I was scared to go straight into real estate because there's no stable income. I need to make some income for my new wife and want to give her some stability. And so, um, property management offered some, you know, it's still commission based, but it was a little bit more stable. And so I wanted that as a security blanket for her. Um, and so we built that and then we got a good offer for it and sold it. And went on our yeah, way. How, how did that process work? How, how, how many clients did you end up building it to what kind of revenue did you have and then what kind of multiple did you get when you when you sold it i just you know i want to listen yeah yeah, to yeah for sure what's possible for sure so i we built it it took two years we built it out i think we had like uh maybe 52 properties 50 or 52 properties um and our multiple what was our multiple i think five and a half maybe five and a half times times earnings or profit mm -hmm. yeah. hold that thought for a second do you struggle with how to scale your real estate business without trading your most valuable asset, your time, for money? If so, Carrie and I want to help you. Since March of 2020, we have doubled our sales and tripled our profit. And we want to help you grow your real estate business in a smart way at the Hyperfast Summit in Boca Raton, Florida on February 1st and 2nd, 2022. We're bringing together top real estate leaders to help agents from all over the world. Go to hfasummit.com for tickets. Again, that's hfasummit.com for tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. five and a half times earnings. And um, and the day we got an offer on it, we found out we were pregnant. So it was like perfect time. It was like, you know, so we got it. We want to do this. And so um, got that offer, took that off the table, 
you know, she was able to stay home. And um, then I just transitioned fully into real estate. I was doing it at the same time because I was kind of feeding the property management company. I would sell the properties. Our clients, mm-hmm. you know, like their experience with us, so they would stay with us. And then, um, you know, I just kept building at the same time. And then started building my sales team and opened the brokerage year three and then just started building from there. So while you were building property management, you were you were working as the agent, uh, yep. often often cross pollinating, I guess, if you will. Yep. Or, or, mm-hmm. you know, businesses would feed each other. Yep. I tried to stay. I tried to stay out of the property management, so I hired people to do it because I didn't want to be in charge of, you know, giving them rental projections for their home. So if they're wrong, that wouldn't come back on me and all that kind of stuff. So I tried I, to. Really I assume. Stay out of it. Most of these were short-term rentals, just because I yep. know that's super popular yep. in that area. Yep, yep. all of um, them. What What did it take on the operations side to set that up? Who Who did you have to hire or have in place? Uh, you, I mean, you can really do it. You create the LLC. You sign up for um, it's what is it? Hotel and beverage application with Sunbiz, and you can build it from your you can build it from your kitchen table. So we did that. Got the LLC. Um, my wife was helping the operation side. So did that. Then we eventually hired like six employees over the time and they were running it and checking out cleaning and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, but we just kind of built it, you know, bootstrap from there, but didn't take, didn't take a ton of work or a ton of, uh, you know, ton of manpower to do it. And what, um, all right. So, so after, after you sold the the property management company transitioned into, uh, you know, sales full time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what is the growth there looked like since then? Sales. So first year sales, we did 13 million. Um, second year we did 34 million the next year, 70, then 140, then 270, And then this year we'll probably hit, uh, half a billion. Our team should do about 500 million. And as a brokerage, we've gone from, you know, really essentially just me and a few other people to now our brokers should do probably about a billion dollars this year. Wow. Gross sales. And what, uh, what kind of price points are you typically at to hit those numbers? Oh, our average price points like 1.2. Yeah. So you're, you're selling uh, a few hundred homes a year at least, right? Yeah. So my team will probably do, we'll probably do our team, my team price point, there's like six of us on the team. Like our average price points around 2 million and we'll sell roughly 250 homes. How, how did you get that kind of growth? What, you know, what, what's your team structure like today? Um, growth. So a bunch of development stuff. So I do a bunch of development stuff, build it investors. I'll do them myself. We've leveraged that to get, you know, new listings, great open houses, great marketing. So that, you know, when I first started, no one would give me the listings because I was new and also so I just built, built our own listings. So I partnered with the builder, builder said, Hey, here's going to be a return. And they would make, you know, millions of dollars or whatever it was. And then, so I just kind of leveraged that to do more and more. And then now the team's growing using our success and our numbers to then expand. And it's just kind of grown from there. So did a- I hear you right at first, you, you, you helped builders that were doing development, then you decided to do more no. on your own or partner with well, them? So, so I, I still kind of do it. I'd still do it today, but you know, no one would give you a new agent. They're not going to give a new agent a $5 million listing. Right. So 
Um, so what I would do is I'd find the dirt and I just saw such an opportunity on the, the spec side. And so we'd find the dirt and I'd bring in an investor. I had a builder that would help us and we'd, we'd build a spec home and sell it. And that would be our listing. And then we do several more of them. And we just ended up having a big buyer pool or a big group of investors that wanted to get in on that. And that's, a, you know, what really helped drive our business. Yeah. I like how um, you kind of have this, this history, I guess now of, using multiple businesses that, that kind of feed each other, right? Like the yeah. property mm-hmm. management led to the initial growth of the, on the sales side, then sold that, got a good exit and yep. redeployed into the development side. And then, you know, that's going to build builder relations, investor relations, and then give you, give you killer listings, right? Like those are mm-hmm. the best listings, new construction. Mm-hmm. 100%, uh, yep. They're typically on the market a little bit longer because A, you're building it, but B, they just, they, they take longer to sell a lot of times than typical resale. Yeah. So you're going to generate more buyer leads during that time period. It's, it's um, a great formula. And it seems yeah. to No, it works. It's definitely really worked for us. The growth of both your sales mm-hmm. team and your brokerage. Yeah. So it's really, really helped us. So now that I've got the team that kind of runs a bunch of sales, I kind of just help oversee that. And then I'm most of my time is spent on the development side and investing and, um, you know, and helping list properties and stuff like that. What are you, what are you doing for lead generation or, or, you know, just continuing to come up with new ways to, to generate leads for the businesses? So the, from the sales side is listings of our online leads have gotten so saturated man I mean, it's just crazy so we still do that we still give them online leads we're partnering with boomtown so uh, boomtown uh, work with them they you know provide some quality leads but like there's conversion rates like one and a half percent maybe so um so they still get online leads um the biggest thing about a team is being able to leverage the production and the numbers in the listing so that's open houses it's making cold calls around your sales um all that kind of stuff marketing we provide all the marketing mailers digital all that kind of stuff. So we're just providing as many leads as we possibly can through every avenue you can think of. And that's, that's what I do on a day in and day out basis. Where do you see, uh, or, or where has, what has the market done in your area? I know Florida seems to always be in the headlines. People claim mm-hmm. more and more people are moving in. Are you experiencing feeling that in your area? In the last yeah. Few years? Yeah. People are moving here like crazy. Um, like we're typically, we're pretty, we were a smaller market, but I mean, I'd argue we're one of the better markets in America, but um, I was on the beach the other day and, um, you know, I guess it's probably two or three weeks ago, a guy moved here from London and then a guy moved here from LA and another guy moved here from LA and Ohio and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, so people are coming from all over down here. So, you know, it's really, it's been really, really good for our market. What, uh, when, when the, when, these buyers come in from other markets. Are they looking to buy vacation rentals? Are they looking to buy permanent homes? What, what, permanent. what moves are these? Perm- permanent. Yeah. A few vacations. So, you know, there's been a bunch of people from LA move to mm-hmm. Nashville, which then buy second homes here. And from people that are moving directly here, buying primary. So a bunch of money coming from there to Atlanta and, and Nashville, then buying down here a second and then uh, getting a big primary push as well. Interesting that the, uh, that people would relocate to Tennessee and then well no now, state income no state income yeah. tax and, and then now they've um, got a different second home area yep 
Yeah, and then same thing with Texas. We get a bunch of people in Texas, so people moving to Dallas, Austin, Houston. Um, you know, doing the same thing here. So they're selling. They're selling their um, their primary home in San Francisco and their their vacation home in Napa Valley, and then yep, and doing the Austin slash uh, yep. Nashville combo with yep um, with Florida. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. So where, where do you think state. the market uh, is going in your area and, and just in general, the next six to 12 months? Um, you know, I don't think interest rates will change if they do. I think it'll crater the whole economy. So I doubt those will change. Um, so I, I still feel pretty bullish, you know, we've got big inflation. So I think people are buying real estate as a hedge against inflation right now. Um, so we're seeing some of that. I think Florida's kind of insulated. Um, I think you probably agree with that for kind of what our economy is doing here compared to the rest of the world and kind of, um, what's going on here. I think we're, no matter what happens, I think we're gonna have a little bit of insulation and people are going to want to be here and, you know, low property taxes, no state income tax. I mean, it's just got a bunch of good stuff going for it. So I think we're going to see it continue. Will it continue to rise? I don't know. Could it, could it plateau a little bit? Yes. Um, but I think we'll start to see, and we're seeing it more and more of the uh, normal ebbs and flows of the market of, Hey, it's springtime we're seeing a bunch of buyers hey it's fall time we're seeing a bunch of buyers hey it's in the middle of the school year not as much um and kind of buyers around those peak vacation times um you know i could see that and we're seeing a little bit more of that but i don't see price points really um declining because i see level off some yeah but um we got a we got a big amount of new money coming in here that's um kind of helping push this market i i saw a crazy stat the other day that said since the start of the, the pandemic mm -hmm. over, over 30 million people have visited Florida from, yeah. from the U S wow. so not, not, and I think, I think most international travel has been yeah. Yeah. like squash. Yeah. I don't, I think that maybe is uh, this is what November 8th we're doing this interview i think maybe it starts back up this week actually so by, by the time this goes live maybe maybe international travel will be back but 30 million people and we're talking like 18 month period hey that's a great thought but let me get to this question that i just got from one of my followers uh, right to my phone uh, by the way did you know you can text me at 703-215-1684 this is a new thing I've rolled out. I'm letting my listeners and uh, people that subscribe and follow me on social media connect with me directly to my phone on text message. It's me answering them and, and responding. You can ask me anything about real estate, investing, business, whatever. Just text 703-215-1684 and I will respond to you. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, that's bas basically one out of every 10 people that doesn't live in Florida in the U.S. has visited Florida since the pandemic. And, uh, and I'll say, so when the pandemic started and when it started opening back up here, it was like spring break down here is busy. It was like spring break for 16 straight months. Like it was, I couldn't, I couldn't even breathe like how much, how busy we were. Like it was insane. Like we'd have. And when pandemic started, we lost so many millions worth of deals. But when, when it started, when everything started opening back up, I mean, we were so busy. It was insane. Like it was just crazy. Traffic was busy. It was just nuts. It was just nuts. Everyone wanted to be here. What, um, what do you, what do you think, you know, if you, if you kind of put a, 
a thread through all the things you've done, you know, uh, since leaving the NFL, right? You've started the property management company, built up mm -hmm. a sales team, done development, built up a brokerage. What do you think about that NFL experience, college football experience, uh, mm -hmm. helped you with the success you know, you're now you're now having? I mean, I think sports is a direct comparison. Or it parallels directly with business. And I think you can learn more from sports than you can from going to school, going to Harvard, whatever. Like, you learn how to win. You learn what it takes to win. You learn how to lose. You learn what you have to do to get better. Um, you know, you just learn all the things of life, like the training, the getting up, the, you know, being on time, being – um, efficient with your time and all that stuff translates. I don't care what you're doing. Like that's a direct translation to life that no one really understands, you know? Um, and so that, that to me has been one of the biggest takeaways from sports to that is, you know, learn how to work and earn it and what you have to do to get better. If you lose, what do you have to do to get better? You know? Um, and that's been just the, the best uh, parallel I can think of for it. Yeah, if you could, um, I guess if, if you could go back to the beginning of your real estate career, mm -hmm. knowing knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently? Hmm. Man, that's kind of tough. Uh, I don't think so. Uh that sounds terrible. I probably would have, you know, maybe uh, if there was an opportunity for me to join a team when I first started to learn more so I could get a, a head start, I would have, because like without really having a team or knowing much, kind of just being out there on your own is a little bit tougher. So probably would have um, done that, you know, just so I can get a better feel for the market instead of trying to wing it. But you also learn more from doing it yourself. And so, you know, I can talk on both sides of my mouth on that, but that would probably be it. Well, I think, I think that goes back really to what you learned in sports, right? Because um, one, one thing I've noticed from, you know, being an agent, broker owner myself and, and interviewing tons more is most people that have had a lot of success went through a struggle. It's, it's just where did it happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some people, you know, get in and it takes them months or years to start making an income that, that they can really live yeah. off and like that's their struggle right yeah. other yeah. people had it beforehand right like, yeah. like i'm sure busting your your your, your butt you're spending the hours you did you know like it was all eight, hours, eight hours a week in college yeah that, that's that all the struggle, struggle man oh my gosh waking up at five going to work i mean like that's all the struggle and so this everything else is like you know easy you know um but taking that back the one thing I would have done differently is I pitched so many investors. I knew I should have bought that property to mm. do my spec home on. That's what I look back at. I think dad come it, you know, it's great, great for them. My investors made a lot of money, right? It's like, I should have bought that. Cause I knew it was a deal. I pushed them to buy it. And now they're making X when I knew I should have purchased it and done it myself. I you think know? that's, um, an interesting thing actually is why, why don't more, realtors um own houses or, or invest in real estate i mean what's what's your take on that 
I think it's just probably a scared mindset. I mean, now I'm past that now and we buy, you know, we've bought, purchased a, a lot of homes and, um, and land and developments and stuff like that. But, um, I think it's probably just, uh, um, you know, scared to, to do it because it's, it's, it's scary to go get a, you know, big mortgage and when your income is, you don't know where it's coming from and risking it and paying the note. And I mean, there's a lot of risk that goes into it, but once you get comfortable and build it up and able to do it, uh, once you do one and see the fruit of it and keep doing it, um, I think that's probably uh, would just be from a, a little bit of a, um, a scared mindset, I guess, from it. Cause it's, it's tough. It's tough to jump out and do it, man. That's why it took me a while to do it. Yeah. I, I, I'm off. I'm often, I, I get the scared, the scared mentality or you're unsure of your income, but to me, it just seems like you have such an inside advantage, right? Cause you, you get to see these deals before yep. they're on the market. It's, it's, it's you do have inside track. It's, it's, yeah. it's basically like trading stocks with inside information. Yeah. And nothing and against they, it. Nothing wrong with it. And it's, yeah. And the, the problem though, in my market, it's like, you know, inside training may be like, you may find a deal for five and a half million bucks. It's really worth eight. Right. You got to figure out where you're going to get five and a half million bucks. You know, like right. that's the, that's the, some of the risk here. It's like, it's pretty hefty, you know? or have investors that you can partner with or have a group of guys that, you know, when a deal comes up, you can do it together and figure out whatever that is. Well, I've, I always tell people, if you find a deal and get control of it, if it's a good deal, the money, the money will find it. Not yeah. hard to find it. Not hard to find it. Oh, yeah. Not especially especially it. in this, in this environment we're in, uh, this has been amazing, Bo. I always like to wrap up with a hyper fast round. If you're ready for some, Okay. Rapid fire questions and yep. answers. They they won't be as fast as that that four point five uh, second forty one <laughs> accurate. So, <laughs> All right, what, what's ahead. the biggest piece of advice for a new real estate agent? Um, learn from somebody. What's one thing that you think successful agents don't do that they should do? Um, treat the job. Treat it like a nine to five job. Show up be in the office, um, treat it like you were going to go work for a law firm. You know, the most successful pe people I know in, in our firm are here from nine to five. Mm. What's the biggest uh, challenge you've had in business and how'd you overcome it? Biggest challenge we've had, um, man, um, just people doubting us, um, you know, cause we were young or whatever and overcoming it with our sales and getting the right systems in place and leveraging the luxury brokers to overcome uh, our youth. What's been your best investment? Um, return wise, um, a luxury spec home long-term wise. Um, we built a 20,000 square foot warehouse. That's been uh, pretty good here. All right. Last question. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Um, hopefully expanding into other markets, growing the brokerage. Um, hopefully we're we'll just keep growing and hopefully uh, expand it to some other, other States. Awesome, Bo. This has been amazing. Uh, your, your, your story is inspirational. I think you might be the first NFL athlete on our show. I'll have to, I'll have to double check on that. So um Man, thanks for having me. I really, really yeah. appreciate it. It's awesome getting your perspective. If if people want to connect with you, 
uh, or learn more about what you do or, or buy or sell a home in yep. uh, the 30A area, how should mm-hmm. they connect with you? What are the best ways? Um, anyone, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you can text me, call, um, anything online. We'll get back to you really quick. All right, guys, connect with Bo if you want to learn more about 30A Real Estate. Thank you so much for being on the show. To all of our listeners and viewers out there, thanks for tuning in. Please remember to leave us some feedback. Let us know what you thought and share this with someone that you think would enjoy hearing or seeing it as well. We'll see you next time. Thank you, man. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfat Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfat Shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. Give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.